grain. Get me brackage. Instagram. Discord. Wes Anderson sucks. Wes Anderson. Mike Jones sucks bad. What, no Q&A? Josh Sapke. M. Night Shyamalan. As a filmmaker, he is nothing. A zero. He's a, a pig piece of shit. We got Ion Pack. We got that Tony Hawk is in the house. If your agent calls me in any way whatsoever, you're fired from the film. I always wear this bucket hat when I'm directing. Left-wing politics. This is a film. I was obsessed with trash. The movie's trash, you know? Gritty New York City, and you'll never make it in this business. Never make a movie? Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? I'm crazy about sound. Podcast. You don't see a film and say, Joe Schmoes did the fucking food. I don't make movies, I make films. I go mentally ill. He hasn't made a fucking good film in 25 years. Rub Vaseline on the lens. Bro, tacker. Reduced black ratio. Make out with girls. Doritos bags look mad different. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. These guys are liberal filmmakers. They cannot be trusted. We were watching Mean Girls. But it's time to admit you are a fan of the Iron Pad. Let the creative people talk to the money people. The fuck is really good, everybody. Was really good. We're back. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. It won't be a while anymore. <laughs> Are you I'm serious? When what? do you want to do it again? How regularly? Next week? Yeah, of course. Solo. <coughs> I'm going to be out of town. Oh, yeah. Where are you going again? Utah. Right. The West. But not not all the way west. The lonesome crowded west. The lonesome crowded west. Um, you fucking with that record right now? Yeah, hard. What track? Uh, fucking what's drink away? Is it part of the day that I? Uh, fuck, what's it called? Um, well, also trailer trash. That is one of my favorite Modest Mouse songs. So good. Um, and then teeth like God's shoe shine. Polar opposites. That's the one. Polar opposites, amazing. Yeah. We we made dram we made Dramamine a solo or like a intro. Uh, I think we were I, going to and then we never did. Dramamine, I can't. It's like actually probably one of my favorite songs of all time. You know, he was only like twenty when they made that. Oh, yeah, so annoying. You know, like his backstory, right? No, it's like nuts. What is it? It's like he was grew up in this house and the house flooded, so they had to move because they couldn't afford to get it fixed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So his mom like moved in to a trailer park with some guy, but he decided to like live alone in the flooded house when he was like fourteen or something. So he was like living alone in some like wow. house of water, <laughs> and then like ended up living in a shed in the back of the trailer park. And that's when he started like writing. You know, it's like some crazy yeah. thing. He was like doing meth and shit, and he was like <laughs> seventeen. You know what I mean? So sick. Like it's some actually some completely crazy. I mean, yeah, Modest Mouse gets kind of lost in the kind of... Sauce of... In the conversation of, like, just fried, burnt-out yeah. Americana, dark Americana Isaac shit. Rock, man. Yeah. The goat. It's, it's, it's just, like, the weird, obtuse, 
suburban sprawl lyrics is oh man it's so good that makes I hadn't sense really got into in it a, in years in it years. makes sense that he was in like a flood house i feel like so much of the imagery in his lyrics is always like some like weird like boat like rocking yeah style shit like or, weird pirate or it's about some like trailer park like and weird soulless america shit yeah i know it's so sick i didn't realize he started so young yeah it's a lot like healy huge shouts Huge shouts. How do you feel about that now that we're in our 30s? Keep, like reading stories about artists who got started so young. Um, well, I don't know. I try not to. I, I used to, a few years ago, always think like, I wish I didn't move to New York so young. And I actually, you know, yeah. was just like out in the middle of nowhere. Or like, what if I had gone to school not in New York and just been out in the middle of nowhere with people making shit and like yeah wonder it would have been better and i moved here later but i don't know there's no point in having regrets well i've seen both things happen where people either grow up in new york or move to new york really young and they can go one of two ways they, they either get really distracted really early or they get really successful really early yeah and obviously it's easy to get jealous of the people who are like you know 20 and killing it yeah in the city already but then there's other people who like like us, <laughs> they kind of yeah, a lot of people. Also, a lot of people years. who start killing at twenty, like almost none of them end up like yeah, Isaac Brock with a career. It's, they burn it, out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we watched a couple special films recently. I feel like we, we need did. to catch up with the Packers about what we've been watching. <sighs> yeah, I feel like everybody's kind of waiting for the tar take as sort of like a reverse or an inverse of uh, Triangle of Sadness. Triangle of Sucks Badness. Um, Triangle of Sucks Badness. Um, it, I think it was Insane Heat. I think it was Insane Heat too. Bordering on special film. This is probably my favorite movie I've seen in a good while. Yeah. Probably since I don't even know if we ever talked about Funny Pages because you never saw it. But like uh, between Funny Pages and Tar, like those are the two best things I've seen this year. And I wish it was still fresh in my mind. We saw this like weeks ago. We went live. Oh right. <laughs> in right. the theater. I forgot about that. But we've been busy with so many. Uh, big projects that bring up the thing you were talking about before. <laughs> what thing about the the agency? <laughs> just say it. you don't have to say who said it. It's just funny. Yeah. Um. <laughs> someone said to me recently, "I've been working at a creative agency, and it's exciting because we're about to start a project that will completely change what it is." And I thought it was one of the most unbelievable sentences <laughs> ever said to me. <laughs> They're about to start a project. I, yeah, it's gonna completely change. Well, but what to be fair, is. I was like, I, I, they said it to me, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. But then, I, and I was like, I can't believe how far away this is from my life. And then I was like, actually, randomly not. It's, it's not. Have it's we talked about not. randomly not? Oh, so true. Randomly, yeah. have we? We must I don't have. know. We must have. Yeah. Um, I was like, Loki is the exact same thing. Yeah. That I, I could, I could have said that sentence about myself instead of creative agency. Well, let's see. Let's take that apart. Is that true for us? We're working at a creative agency, basically true, and we're about to start a yeah. new project that's going to completely change, change what, what it is. is. That's actually exactly what true. we're doing. It's just not a, if you're considering the creative agency just like yourself. <laughs> yeah, we're the creative agency, <laughs> and we're about to start a project. True, mm -hmm. that's going to completely change what the agency is. Also true. So, yeah. big shouts to who said that because we're doing the same shit. Yeah. So I, you know, I, you know, don't uh, people who live in glass houses 
etc. I, I you know I would maybe take a long hard look at myself. <laughs> yeah, that person seems stoked on it though. I guess maybe it's it's a good thing to get stoked on. Complete starting a project that's going to completely change what it is. <laughs> I'm stoked. Um, tar. Yeah, yeah tar. let's. I, I'd, I'd say it's a it's an insane heat rating. Um, Todd Field, somebody I don't really know much about. I know nothing about. He's made two other movies like yeah. a long a while ago that I sh- I should see. I haven't seen them. Um, I think he's like in The Shining. He plays like Nick Nightingale or something. He's like an actor. Oh right. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's low key like just like an actor who's in The Shining. Um, but I want to start with the beginning of the movie because uh, the opening of the movie. I mean, spo- spoiler alert. Skip ahead maybe like ten minutes or something if you haven't seen the movie yet. But um, it's not there's not really much to spoil. Yeah. But the opening of the movie completely blew my mind. Yeah, I know. It was so... And the guy's playing him, himself, right? He's actually some guy. Like the from, New, in the New, the New Yorker, Yorker talk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the movie starts with Kate Blanchett <laughs> and this guy who's like a New Yorker talks. And I've been to some of these New Yorker talks with like fucking um, Richard Brody and Wiseman. Like I know how these things go down. It was like the most accurate, realistic rendering of like the... I don't know, just the artifice of those conversations. Like that guy was killing it. Kate Blanchett's performance there is like as sort of like a hoity-toity like artist is. Uh, it's just I couldn't believe how. And it's so long. It's like twenty minutes long. It's like a filmed pod. I was uh, like, yeah, they're going like Healy mode. I know. This. this is crazy. And whatever that guy's name is, who played himself, who knows how self-aware it was, but he crushed it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of conversations about this movie going on online right now, but um, I think the my favorite thing about it was just it, it kind of did everything that triangle of sadness did not do for me in terms of um i don't know like exploring an idea like subtly and cleverly and i don't know just not not wearing its symbology on its sleeve. yeah totally like it's very like kind of mysterious like the yeah f- it was very surprising i was like well, this this is what this movie is like no i was like this is this movie's low-key delirious yeah it was like, very good yeah, that's the first thing you said yeah <laughs> you're like was that delirious <laughs> it was oh, yeah actually it's a good contrast to talk about the ending too i hated the ending but i, I basically love the movie i i, I like the ending it felt cheap. If you know why I didn't like it is because it felt like something that Triangle of Sadness would have done. I was like, this is like a really obvious, dumb metaphorical thing. It's like, oh, this is where she ended up. You know, it's just I don't know. It just like doesn't mean anything to me. I'm like, okay, cool. So that's is that what the point of the movie is? I well, yeah, because I think her her status in the Western world of this kind of like navel gazing. New no, it's Yorker like a Polanski talk. thing. It's like, yeah, you got to escape then, and you're you're doing something else. Yeah, but I but I also think it was some kind of like self-critical of kind of like, you know, uh, intellectual lib art Western yeah. world of like they do this thing and then some they just disappear or they there's a backlash against someone and then they just kind of do the thing somewhere else and the other no one else cares. Yeah, and it didn't really do anything or it, it yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. really like stop anything. You know what I mean? Well, I like that it's like, it's uh, essentially like obviously about like, you know, an artist in this case, a composer getting canceled. I actually thought it was based on someone real but until we looked it up after. Yeah. That's maybe why it felt so delirious. It was like, how did this guy think of this? Like, how was the script thought of? So I'm like, a I composer. Know. It's like so random. I know, but it was so, 
It's like box style shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, how is that? I know. The type of character. Why, it like, also just like wasn't, it, it, none of, it wasn't like overdone the kind of, because we're kind of getting to the point where anti-cancel culture, like anti-woke stuff yeah. is just like really stale and there's like nothing new being said and like the jokes aren't even very funny about it anymore. Well, it felt pretty objective because I feel like a lot of people were saying that like, oh, it's taking the side of Lydia Tarr. Or like, do you see the do you see the beam that was like Kanye, like Lydia Tar innocent, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, or just like the idea that like, oh, this is in support or like humanizing or siding with someone who's problematic or something. I didn't feel that at all. I just felt like it was like a really accurate rendering of that person's experience, and it was like really interesting. Yeah, I thought it was kind of it. Just it also showed kind of how like naturally her uh, power dynamic stuff occurred, and it clearly was felt uncomfortable to a lot of people but you know it didn't kind of have this kind of overly dramatic uh weight that sometimes a story that's retelling something like that Mm -hmm. that really happened or some other kind of biopic that depicts something like that would it didn't have this kind of larger than life weight of the world thing going on the power dynamic between her and her assistant was exactly it just kind of shows how those things kind of naturally arise and you might not really fully notice them at first and and yeah you know um, and that's, I, I thought that was well done. Yeah, it was really well done. Um, I thought that the scene with like, you know, the kind of the most like openly like anti-woke sort of scenario, um, when, when the student is, she's teaching at Juilliard, I think. And then the student is like talking about being a POC. And, yeah. Like, yeah. But that, she, that, that was the first thing I was thinking. And she of. brings a Bach. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> so um, but that, that was the first thing I was thinking of that I didn't think was over done which was because any scene like that in some kind of zeitgeisty movie i feel like would usually or could very easily be overwrought and kind of it didn't feel overwrought at all like overly mocking of the young people and kind of like uh it didn't mock it didn't mock that kid which i thought was really interesting because i was sort of like i understand it it shows that that person also as a human and not as just like a like there's the Todd Salons version in Wiener Dog where like the kids wearing the I can't breathe shirt and yeah. it's like clearly just like making fun of like art students. No, I mean but, like I don't think it was like a like you didn't side with the kid, but I, it and was you like didn't, I mean I'm definitely siding with Lydia more, but I'm also like she's being a little too ham about it. Like you know what I mean? Like she's I didn't even think she was being ham about it, but I just didn't think it like took cheap shots or like made unfunny jokes, which I appreciate. No. Yeah. It was um, it felt like the actual like cell phone recording of what that yeah. looks like in a classroom because at that point i still didn't really know what the movie was about so i thought yeah like what well, basically what ended up happening i thought that was going to happen but i thought that would probably be like the main crux of it and it was going to like and it was going to be more on her side i guess yeah. because i was still fully on her side at that point no, i mean I the movie doesn't take her side. So- like as it unravels it's sort of like oh yeah she's like she did fucked up shit yeah that's what i'm saying <laughs> or but she's I, like, but like I, the person that the the girl that kills herself like the way she's trying to bury that story is right like, oh, okay so she's fuck she's fucking it up right but that's also probably like what anyone would do yeah it's like also yeah. like you uh, do, that's what that's what you don't i mean side with her but it's like a realistic that's what i'm saying reaction. that was why it didn't ma- paint it in some larger than life thing it didn't feel like even her trying to cover that up didn't feel super dramatic it felt uh, it just kind of showed how these people kind of dig themselves deeper in this really natural way as things yeah. kind of get thrown at them. They're just trying to deal with the things that are coming their way and they just end up digging themselves deeper by kind of further 
going into their own toxic traits or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and no one's really around to check them. And yeah. I thought it showed that really well. And but but yeah, in the beginning during that classroom scene, I still was kind of fully on her side. But not, yeah. not that the sides are the whole point. I don't think no. that's the point of the movie. But but still, you know what I mean. That's um, that's I think what I like about the movie is that it's it's not it doesn't really come in with an angle. Yeah. And I think movies that deal with this subject matter generally are coming through with some angle. Yeah, yeah. Like, it could be argued that, like, no, the angle of this movie is sort of, you know, not siding with, but uh, sympathizing with someone who was canceled or problematic in some way. But I don't, I just didn't feel that. I, I was didn't like, feel no, that. she's like clearly no. fucked up. It was like, this is, uh, you know, we would be, I think, almost hypocritical to even kind of, give that interpretation any credence because I think the entire thing that we, or at least me, likes to talk about is uh, this thing of movies having to like really explicitly show their moral position and, but not only show their moral position, but kind of paint certain things as bad, certain people as bad, certain people as good. um, And to really kind of overly state some kind of, or overly portray some kind of metaphor. So the audience is like really understanding like we're trying to make this statement yeah and uh this is yeah like you said how this was the opposite of of triangle of sucks badness in a lot of ways yeah it it is it is the opposite in that it doesn't um it's a natural portrayal of the kind of chain of events yeah in an almost like voyeuristic way you know what it is? It's the director doesn't think he's being clever or being yeah, smarter, yeah, yeah, than, yeah. Uh, smarter than you. There's no ego about it. It's sort of like, well, this yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Because you can feel in Triangle of Sucks Badness that like, oh, he really thinks he's killing it with this. Like he yeah. really thinks he's saying some new shit to the culture. Yeah, he thinks he's like he's doing nothing. Telling the truths that everyone's afraid to tell. Yeah, this was nothing like that. Yeah, I've I, I've maybe softened a little bit on that movie since because people were like, "Oh no, come on!" Fuck it was that. it was it was fun, and I, no, I, just on an entertainment level, I was like, "Yeah, it was like." I mean, I had a f- fine time watching it, but I disagree. I think um, I'm going with what Healy said. Poo is icky. It is. It's and, true. Uh, that ruined the movie for me, even on an entertainment level. Well, I loved the um, the casting in Tar too. Like the girl who plays the uh, like German cellist. Yeah. Is so good. Yeah, she was really good. That scene was crazy when she goes in the like squat after her. I know. That that scene's underrated. Well, that scene had the like kind of <laughs> personal shopper aura yeah, to it totally. where there's like this like it's sort of an ambient horror thing. Happening. Yeah. And the whole movie has that with the yeah, sensitive the, the, hearing shit. And the weird and the metronome being in the cabinet. Yeah. All, all those sequences of her waking up in the middle of the night with sensitive hearing was uh the uncanny elements of the script are like really nicely done. They're like very like um they they don't feel cheap or gimmicky ever. They feel like really genuinely interesting. Yeah. God, I loved watching this movie. Oh uh, yeah. It's I just know. it's. You should it's watch his other shit. I know. What's good with it? It's called like in the bedroom or something. I think it's the other movie. I have no idea. Um. And Kate, uh, the I mean the main the main star of the show is like Kate Blanchett's performance is like. Honestly, I was thinking about it because like. Um, I've been thinking about acting a lot recently or just, like, what kind of acting I even like or, like, when mm-hmm. I like an actor or, like, I've... You know, because it's obviously, like, there's Joaquin and Cate Blanchett and the Daniel Day-Lewis and all these people who are, like, objectively great at the craft. But I'm, like, rarely, like, 
kind of shocked or even interested in a movie just because of acting. Like I think it's the way the acting is is used in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kate Kate Blanchett really transcends that for me. Every time I've every time I've seen her in anything, I'm always like she makes she transcends the director's abilities to me. I'm like she's so good at what she's doing that the movie could be bad and I would I would still enjoy what I'm yeah. watching. Yeah, totally. Like I almost in a way was questioning I was like did I like that? Did I like Tar that much or was like was she just that good that You know what I mean cuz this movie wouldn't have been Imagine if it were someone who was not like a world class actor. Yeah. It'd still be cool, but I don't know if it'd be great. I don't know if it'd be insane heat. That's true, but that's, I know, but th- th- those kind of conversations to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's saying, uh, you know, some guitar heavy record wouldn't be good if it wasn't for the guitarist. Was like, yeah. Well, then it wouldn't even be that, that record. Rec- yeah. yeah. So it's just like kind of a. It's, it's like Chili Peppers for Shantae. It's like, yeah. oh, it's not as sick without for Shantae. Yeah, but it's true, though. <laughs> The Chili Peppers may be a little different, but you know, it's you can't like certain artists. You can't divorce their music from the players. I yeah, think. of course. That's kind of how I think about acting. Yeah, well, I'm saying there was obviously a script for this movie, and they like cast it, and there was probably like at least someone else in the running to play that part. Yeah, of course. So it just would, so, the fabric of the movie would. Have yeah, changed. so it could have existed, but I, yeah, I don't know. But I also feel like it might have been directed differently. I, I feel like they're yeah, there would have been a different movie. You're even right. the most tyrannical director, I feel like is would has to go off of. Uh, I don't know what this guy's vibe is, but it doesn't seem like he's tyrannical. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it, that's what I'm saying. Even the most tyrannical director, yeah. even on a subconscious level, yeah. is being informed by the performances they're getting as yeah. they go. I, I would assume. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Directed anything, but yeah. Um, that's how I feel. I also, the thing that reminded me of Personal Shopper in this was just like, um, with like the sensitive hearing stuff, and when I'm saying that, it's like there's these like little moments scattered throughout the movie of Kate Blanchett like just hearing things mm-hmm. that don't amount to anything in the end of the movie, but it's just like, oh, she's like a composer, musician person that has this sensitive hearing thing. But I really love how that builds some sort of ambient tension that is kind of never released like i love when a movie does something like that when it's like there's no there's no resolution to like a, a motif that it's exploring yeah because like in something like triangle of sadness like a motif is sort of followed through to the end in the case of like oh they're an arm like they're arms dealers and they got blown up by their own hand grenades you know what i mean there's like yeah. a logical like dumb conclusion to mm-hmm. something like a suggestion in in tar it's like what there was no like what's the function of that outside of just like um like world building mm. I, I like it like i like i think it's an interesting choice yeah like she was like hearing it was so funny because she's like in the car and she's like hearing something rattle in like the yeah in the yeah. vent mm. and it's just like it's like the moment is like eight seconds long but it's like somehow really I, stuck with i me. really remember that too because I have a rattle on, on the right side of my car and it's driving me insane. Yeah, mine's on the left side, but that really, that really hit home. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a perfect segue here, but I also want to talk about our friend Jason Banker's movie Toad Road. Yeah, because when I was saying I really liked the casting of that girl, the mm-hmm. German cellist girl, I think she's German. Um, we watched. Our friend's movie the other night, Toad Road, which we had seen before and loved, but um, <coughs> one of the best examples of uh, good casting. Yeah, if movie. you uh, if you haven't seen, th- you can watch it online, right? 
I think now? it's a, I it think wasn't before. There's definitely a DVD. I have Give a DVD. Jason your money. Um, I'm gonna look it up right now. But yeah, you should watch Toad Road by Jason Banker. Um, I I I earlier today described. Says it's on Tubi. Does that mean? Oh has, yeah. Does that mean it has has ads? Though? It probably has ads. Yeah, yeah. Tubi's Tubi really is fire. Um, it's got it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was describing Jason earlier today as like the MySpace Frederick Wiseman. <laughs> wow. Like yeah. observational indie cinema at its finest. Um, we're not. Uh, let's not spoil anything because it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening have not seen it, but it's called Toad Road, and Jason described it as docu horror. Yeah. Which is actually an amazing concept. The more I think about it. Um, well, p- one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is because I feel like it's something that people who listen here. They might be able to relate to this. Um, something happened when Kids was made, and Larry Clark with Larry Clark and Harmony and everybody, and all of those kids in New York, where there was this idea that if you make a movie about a group of young people, because that movie is so good, that everything is sort of compared in the lineage of that movie. It's mm-hmm. like sort of like the Hallmark movie. Yeah, that's totally. like that. Um, but people kind of forget that that movie is a script that was written by Harmony, and like that's a script that unfolds yeah. as you're watching the movie. Like it's it's designed. It's not. There's nothing observational or like verite about it. It's mm-hmm. like they know they knew what they wanted and they cast it really well. Yeah, and it's un- and that's I mean that's the whole you know kind of first factoid about kids that everyone says, but that it was actually super scripted. People think that there was a lot of improv yeah. and there was yeah. a lot of. Uh, you know, kind of naturalistic, letting things unfold. There was none of it. Um, but that that is important to know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there's, like, maybe some um, improv within a scene as they were shooting. But, like, that is not improv. It's, like, the scene, yeah, like, yeah, the, it's, the construct is there. Yeah. Jason's movie fascinates me because it's, I don't know, there's, like, there's very, very few movies that are, like, actually micro-budget and achieve what this movie achieves in the way that it does um, by just following a group of people because they're inherently interesting or their world is worth exploring without narrative sort of being the driving force behind it. Right. Well, there was also this weird effect from kids that I don't even think that this is really what Larry and Harmony intended, maybe to a degree, but where somehow a bunch of kids in cities across America, but in particular New York, saw it and said, I want to be like that. Yeah. Which I see it and think I want to be the opposite of that. But, exactly. Uh, well, there's a glamorization in like the subculture that's exactly. being shown. And that's what I'm trying to say. And I think Jason's movie, there's no way you could watch this and no. have any kind of aspiration towards it's truly what you're horrifying. At all. Like yeah. the horror element of the movie is also in this like um verite footage that he gets of like parties and like drugs that they're doing and like fucking exactly. shit that they're And that's doing like weirdly the most interesting part to me because even even like gummo or something, it's like so extreme that well, people gummo is beautifully shot. That all these things exactly. are like glamorous. That ex- that's what so it's not that people like want to be like the people in gummo. Yeah. But they they're like, oh man, this is so beautiful. Like, I need to get involved with this. You know what I mean? Um, I need to like find my own freak. I need to yeah. f- find the crazy shit like this. You know, it's there's something. There's still some type of like inspiration that's taken from yeah. seeing Gummo. 
from the way I've seen it in, go into the world. And just from movies like this in general, even a completely fictional thing with at most movies with kind of like drug addicts and fuck up, fucked up people. Yeah. There is people take something aspirational from it. Like yeah. is there's this glamorized thing. I mean, it's the classic trope of the kind of like tortured artist, tortured rock star, yeah. Kurt Cobain thing. Yeah. Like Kurt Cobain, like no one should want to is... have any cut type of life yeah. anywhere close to Kurt Cobain's. Like you should want to, yeah. like you should see that as a sad thing. You should want to be the opposite of well, yeah, Kurt. Something, but something people weird. see it as aspirational. They see it as this glamorized thing. You, I think, Jason's movie is one of the few things that I've seen where you could like absolutely never take anything out. Like you feel yeah. disgusting afterwards. You and it's a very specific time capsule of like the late two thousand. Yeah, like MySpace kind of like emo hardcore. I don't know, just like these alt kids. Yeah, um, which I think they were from. Ba- he found them in Baltimore, mm-hmm. but it's essentially about like rural Pennsylvania. But it's like such a specific. Uh, type of person and friend group that when you actually realize that in the context of a movie well and actually show what that's like because a lot of the footage just like is real footage of the kids yeah it's it's genuinely scary because there's no there's nothing fashionable fashionable about it there's, yeah there's ab- there's no glamorization um, there's no romance yeah it's interesting because I thought about this a lot because you know, like there's a that connection between um, Harmony being inspired by Werner Herzog, and like mm-hmm. Herzog, have you ever seen Fata Morgana? No. It's sort of like I don't want to compare it to Gummo, but it's it's a similar thing. Well, there was like, even dwar- even a dwarf started small. Yeah. That was kind of like the OG Gummo too. Yeah. Fata Morgana kind of has like a, a you know the cinema of freaks quality. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And but that there's nothing inherently beautiful about the way that movie is shot or like the framework that you watch it in and then when you watch something like gummo um the cinematography i forget the cinematographer's name but it's like it's like one of the best cinematographers ever it's like some french Mm -hmm. like makes everything look beautiful yeah and i remember seeing gummo a couple years ago at metrograph and the people i was i saw it with were big fans of it when it came out and then in hindsight as we walked out of the theater they were like low-key that like the morals of the movie are kind of fucked up like i don't know why i'm watching these freaks so beautifully rendered or Mm. like i don't know what that what i'm supposed to take away from that like because i do love the movie but like what is the ethical backdrop of like yeah finding someone who obviously has a hard life for you know maybe a physical or mental malady reason that they're dealing with um but what role do we have as like artists in like representing that for our own like it actually i walked out of gummo being like is kids kind of fucked up or like is gummo you know what i mean i was like i I love these movies but i was like i don't actually know how i feel about this anymore i mean but i know that jason's movies heat (laughs) all right here we are again this is only the first 30 minutes there's still another hour to go and you can only hear that hour on patreon.com slash the ion pack and you'll hear plenty more episodes like this too in fact you'll just keep getting them you'll keep getting them week after week after week it'll be the best at least five dollars you'll ever spend so to hear what i'm talking about go to patreon.com slash the ion pack you already know patreon 